today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week, I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Molly Stentz and Haley Sperling. Democratic and Republican state house leaders duke it out over newly submitted political maps, UW-Madison gets a historic donation for Alzheimer's research, and a look at road safety amid recent winter storms and changes to federal highway signs. It's Friday, January 19th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Friday News Roundup. My goodness gracious, hot balls of cold fire. Did we ever get hit by Mr. Frost? And I mean, literally, I fell this morning on the ice. Ouch. Yeah, it wasn't as fun as last week's fall in the snow, um, which was soft. (laughs) But hey, I'm laughing now, so things are good. Enough about the weather. I would like to introduce... Our beautiful team joining me for this here news roundup is our mighty captain of the ship, Molly Stentz. How are you? Ahoy! Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Our ship is gliding on the ice slowly, if you guys catch us, we're out here. And uh, the head of our newsletter department, Haley Sperling, what's shaking? What's shaking? I got a whole department, me, myself, and I. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, There is some heat happening amid these frigid winter storms. And it's coming from our state house. Our new political map proposals are in after our state Supreme Court ruled last month that the current GOP-drawn maps are unconstitutional. Big story. We've been talking about it on the podcast. And as expected, there's a clash between conservative and liberal parties' submissions on the maps. No shocker there. Seven plans came in, and the majority would cut significantly into the number of seats that currently favor Republicans. The submission from the GOP legislative leaders is the outlier there. Their map being cut from a similar cloth of their original maps, more or less preserving the status quo, according to one analysis out of Marquette Law School. Republicans, as we know, currently hold a supermajority in the assembly, so over two-thirds of those seats. And uh, the liberal-leading submissions, including from the governor's office and the local law firm Law Forward, would position Republicans to maintain their current majorities, um, but by a much slimmer margin. Are you guys surprised at any of this this clash that we (laughs) talked about? Shocking. (laughs) No, not shocking. Not shocking. Can they um, come together? Politically, though, we are a purple state, and that's part of the conversation here. And this is an opportunity for the folks who want to redrop the maps from the liberal side to make what they say our state to be more of a representative democracy, that they're not, there's not real representation um, when you look at the state house. These majorities don't actually reflect people's political views. Um, so that's their, their point of view. Um, and of course, the Republican leadership is lambasting the, the liberal maps that have come in. Um, Assembly leader Robin Voss says that they are a political gerrymander. So they're pointing, they're pointing back. <laughs> the maps turned in by conservatives, um, as I mentioned, have more or less, they're keeping the status quo. Um, so 
preserving their supermajority. Um, Assembly Speaker Voss said that they have approached Democrats about passing new maps in the legislature, um, but, quote, they haven't gotten a warm reception to that idea. So sounds like we are where we've been for a decade, decades. <laughs> uh, yep. same, same old story. That's what I was thinking. I was like, well, what's what's changing, you know? Um, and I feel like it's we're not going to find out until it's really the game time decision. Right. And we actually get some new maps. And um, yeah, keeping up with this story has been a lot like I appreciate you, Bianca, for rounding this up, because like you said, there are seven plans that came in and it's so many and everyone has their own agenda. And it's just finding out like, what do fair maps look like in Wisconsin? And like fair maps is such it's it's such a loaded term, right? Because everyone has their own perspective. And again, everyone has their own agenda. But I am hopeful, tentatively hopeful. I hope this doesn't come back to bite me to say that we will get some more representative maps out of this scenario. Um, I think this has been I mean, we, we've all seen it like it's been a long time coming. Um, it's Honestly, the way that Wisconsin's maps have allowed our government to function or not function in the way that it has been for the past decade is just kind of insane. Um, so I'm honestly a little bit more interested to see what happens in the legislature, you know, once we get these new maps in place and like once things start moving and shaking, like I hope we see a lot more bipartisanship. I hope we see a lot more communication. I hope we see a lot more progress because right now it's pretty much the Republican way or the highway because like you said, they have the supermajority and, um, you know, Robin Voss is is a very, very powerful man. Um, and I would love to see him actually take some steps to like work across the aisle and make things happen for the people of Wisconsin and not just the Republicans of the legislature. And I love that everybody is now bringing their own maps. I mean, this yes. is a fight that I am down for, like map nerd fight. I am always here for a map fight. You know, everybody is bringing their own People have suggested their own. You know, we had that People's Map Commission. You know, the governor tried his version. But now we've got seven different versions to talk talk through and look over. And I don't know, as as a as a map nerd myself, I'm down for that. I'm down for talking about about it. Yes. I'm just picturing like me as as a kid slamming down my Pokemon cards. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> just like our trading cards. Um, I used to go to the map library and get the free maps from the cartography library and put them on my the walls of my apartment just because I love maps. Anyway. Oh, my God. Molly, you should have made the maps. Yes. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. But we have um, an eighth submission. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I actually have a map from the cartography department at UW of like the Lake Mendota, and it's from 1895. I drove like an hour and a half to get it. Um, wow. And just before we move on from the story, there is a, a, a new twist. A D.C. firm has come in and a D.C. firm that tries to help Democrats win elections across the U.S. Um, they are asking our state Supreme Court to completely axe our current GOP drawn maps. Um, so we're back into this ever turning conversation and fight. Um, they say that the earlier conservative control state Supreme Court from their 2021 ruling was wrong um, when they stated that maps drawn should be dr drawn using a least change approach. Of course, that is currently how the Republicans are approaching the, the maps, the new maps that they submitted. Um, and so 
That group is the Elias Law Group. Hear their name a lot. Um, in a statement, they said that, quote, those maps perpetuated and exacerbated the partisan unfairness that has robbed Wisconsin voters of fair congressional districts for over a decade. And so more national influence. And we should shout out John Johnson of Marquette, who did this great in-depth analysis. If you want to jump in and take a deep dive into how all the maps differ, what the representation will look like politically and with the demographics of our state, highly recommend it. We'll link to it. Amazing. And before we dive into any more news, let's take a quick break. All right, y'all, we're back and we're going to move from political mapping to mind mapping. Exactly. Um, Something really exciting uh, was just announced out of UW-Madison. The school recently announced that they are getting a $150 million grant from the National Institutes of Health to study Alzheimer's disease and dementia. And this is huge. Uh, This is quite literally the largest grant uh, that the federal agency has given the university ever. And it's a lot of money. Uh, And what essentially it's going to do is fund a five-year study. And this study is called, bear with me, it's got a long name. It's called the Clarity in Alzheimer's Disease and Related Dementias Research Through Imaging, or Clarity. Those letters like kind of match up there's an extra eye in there um but that's that's what they're doing it you know we love we love a good acronym yeah we love a good acronym like you're not in academia you're not in government if it's not an acronym so like this is academics funded by the government we love it uh but essentially what the study is going to do is gather data showing the presence absence or change of these like specific proteins and uh characteristic like disease biomarkers in people who have dementia or who are at risk of developing it. Uh, So part of the study is developing this sort of like state of the art uh, imaging and blood based like biomarkers for researchers around the world to be able to um, like compare and use. So a big part of this study is going to be collaboration one, Uh, and standardization, too. So this study is led by University of Wisconsin-Madison, but it's going to involve all 37 of the Alzheimer's disease research centers in the United States. And by doing that, they're going to be able to create a standardized brain imaging and blood plasma test protocols that will help make it easier to, um, you know, analyze the levels of these proteins and biomarkers for the disease. Uh, which is huge, you know, because one of the big things uh, about Alzheimer's and dementia in general is that like there are a lot of different flavors, right? And so when it comes to treating the disease, doctors are kind of put at a disadvantage if they don't know what the actual root cause is. And so by standardizing these processes, researchers are hoping to be able to get a better understanding of like what is causing the disease in specific people. And then they're going to be able to better treat those individuals, uh, which is super awesome and super exciting. You know, there's not necessarily like a whole lot of bright spots, I feel like, in the world right now. Um, And this is kind of one of them. This is one of those stories where I was like, wow, 
we are living in the future. We are living in 2024. We have the technology and like we're doing some really cool stuff with it. And it's cool. You know, they're going to recruit a bunch of participants and they're trying to uh, get at least one quarter of the participants to come from communities that have been historically underrepresented in research because, of course, you know, diseases don't discriminate. So it's super awesome that they like kind of made a point to do this and to 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 bring that out. So it's really interesting. And I I'm curious to see what will happen. You know, it's a five-year study, of course, you know, so they're going to be following these folks uh, during this five years and afterwards. Um, And I think this is huge and a story that I think a lot of people can relate to in some way or another, because according to the Alzheimer's Association, there is roughly 6.7 million Americans age 65 or older who are currently living with the disease. Um, That can be debilitating and you know very hard on families so it's like i said it's nice to see a little bright spot here truth absolutely i mean it's nice to you know we're talking about the state house a second ago and just thinking about it's nice to see money coming in and not being held back from exactly. you know one of the the brightest um brightest places for us which is our research wing and really it's so exciting to you know being able to get broader views of the complexity and how how these how this disease you know happens in folks it's it's it is a bright spot we need this thank you we do (laughs) we do and will they now shoot a new season of Grey's Anatomy here in Madison (laughs) oh my god are they we still know shooting one seasons? consultant, <laughs> the premier consultant, needs to be Molly Stentz. <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, they're still looking for um, participants, not, not Grey's Anatomy, but they're looking for participants <laughs> in the study. Uh, and if anyone is interested, uh, we can throw a link in our show notes there because, um, you know, like I said, people, they want your perspective. We want to get a diverse range of people. And I think we got some some cool folks in our audience out there who might be interested in that. So we'll put a link out there. But yeah, you know, and so speaking of neuropathways and transmitters and different roadmaps of the mind... Molly, you have a story about the roadmaps and roads of our state. Truly, truly. I mean, is it even winter if we're not upset about roads here? I mean, so this week, man, the buses have been slow. They've been erratic. Some of them have been canceled altogether. Metro says a number of buses were in the shop this week because they had heating failures and there were accidents. And so we just didn't have enough of them on the road. Yikes. Then there's the roads themselves. Rough. Yeah. The roads are rough. (laughs) Skidding. Yes. In a Subaru Forester. Yes. Same. I've slid through a couple of uh, intersections uh, on Willie Street, which uh, thankfully no one was coming the other direction. But like, woo, slow down out there. <laughs> yeah, I had to move out of the way. Like I was I could have had an accident easily. I had to move over in Atwood like I had to change lanes um, in order not to hit someone because I couldn't. No traction. Woof. So got to sh- shout out the Wisconsin State Journal who did this interesting drive around the area, literally comparing the major roadways of our suburbs versus Madison to figure out what the difference is and why some streets are clean and some streets aren't. 
And interestingly, so Madison Street Superintendent Charlie Romines told the Wisconsin State Journal that the city doesn't have a bare pavement at any cost policy. And he said, we're not resourced to achieve it in a once in an every five to 15 year event like we had late last week. So basically saying we don't got the money. Hmm. And the other thing that's happening is the city is applying less salt to the roadways to try to save the lakes and our drinking water because road salt's in it's in our aquifer. It's polluting our water. So they've been trying to back off on that. But then we get this. Boo for clean lakes. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> this is a tricky part of living on an isthmus. Trade-offs. Yeah. I was annoyed. I was annoyed. Um, or at least deeply concerned. <laughs> I, as we started out this combo, I, I said I, f- I fell this morning. And the it's it just seems like worse than normal. But that storm is kind of cra- The storms are crazy. Like, huge amount of snow. It's like, I was so giddy. Uh, then it was like freezing. It's been f- literally freezing, sub-zero, like scary. So I don't know. It's tr- it's tough. It's It was like the perfect storm, literally, right? Like we got a bunch of snow all at once. And then suddenly it's cold as heck. And salt doesn't work in temperatures that are below 15 degrees in most cases. Um, and then we got more snow. And now it's still cold. So it's like, I understand, you know, that like how how we got here. Like it, it really is just like a perfect situation of everything happening all at once and like in the right succession. And now our roads are just covered in a nice thick layer of snow and ice. And uh, I guess we just deal with it. Well, luckily temps are going to get better after this weekend. It's we're going to get crossed. above. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I'm willing it into existence, Haley. It's going to happen. Manifesting. We're, we're manifesting some warm weather. It is going to be above freezing. That's what the weather people say. I'm going to I'm gonna believe them. I'm going to hope that it's true and that we, we dig ourselves out of this. The Wisconsin tundra. Yeah. You know, and you know, the other thing happening on our roads, I mean, speaking of winter joy... We're about to lose a little bit of our joy because we're outlawing jokes. We are outlawing jokes on our roads. Do you know those signs on the interstate with like those random messages and saying to like try to get us all to like slow down and pay attention on the interstate? The ones that the like DOT does. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that are like. That's the temperature, not the speed limit. You know, like those like sassy little sayings. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel like they, I've seen an uptick in them. I feel like I don't know if that's just me. Yeah, they're getting banned. Why? By the feds, because they say the feds say that they're distracting to drivers. Mm, so I could see that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So they're saying, quote, signs with, quote, obscure meanings, references to pop culture, or those intended to be funny, will be banned. That's so bogus. And this is the federal government that says Ban the ban! <laughs> yes! The, so the federal DOT has a mandate for new signs, and they want the signs to be, quote, simple, direct, brief, legible, and clear. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. But also my question is, 
if you put a sign on the interstate, no one notices it. Is it really there? Right. People need a little sass. They need to kind of get like kicked in the ass to get into gear, right? Like, I don't know. I I like it when the road sign is sassy and tells me what to do. That's the only way I pay attention. (laughs) It it worked. They did their jobs. They got people's attention. Truly. I mean, that's hard to argue with, right? Then who doesn't need a good reminder of that? It reminds me of being on the New York subway where the ads are literally terrifying. They're like, STDs, you'll die. And it's like the most clever thing I've ever seen. I'm like, I will literally never forget this. Yes, New York City subway ads are like unhinged, but we kind of need that energy, right? You need something that pulls you out of the monotony of your morning or evening uh, commute, right? You know, and these signs, these signs are all we had. (laughs) I mean... On May the 4th, they put up a sign that says, Han says, solo down, lay off the gas. And that's silly. Come on. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I guess they are all there is some cultural, you know, like, yeah, you have to have some knowledge to get it. If you ever hear about like friends, yeah, like friends, people would be like, oh, well, when Chandler said this and people like, no, I don't know Chandler. Don't assume I know Chandler. (laughs) Don't assume I know Chandler. (laughs) I don't watch friends. So So honestly, very true. Don't I don't (laughs) don't assume I know Chandler, please. (laughs) Yeah. So. I don't know. What do you what do you all think? I mean, should public health campaigns try to reach people where they're at or is it just too risky to try to make a joke that'll be lost on some people? Hit us up, y'all. Madison at CityCast.fm 608-318-3367. And another little bit before you go, if you're thinking about the snow and the ice and what to do if it is still cold. Haley, you wrote an amazing little piece, a little reminder um, that we can also link to for folks if you're thinking about um, when and you can use uh, salt, right? The TLDR is that less is more when it comes to salt. And also right now it's too cold for salt. Uh, But there's also free sand around the city. I've got a link to a bunch of maps where you can find sand near you. We'll put this in our show notes and uh, stay safe, not salty. I love it. You guys are the best. Thank you guys for rounding up the news with me this week. That's Haley Sperling. Thank you. Thank you. And Molly Stentz. Bye. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin, your host. This week, we're produced by Molly Stentz, Alexandra McMahon, Lizzie Goldsmith, and me. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. Our newsletter editor is Haley Sperling. And don't forget, you can always get more news delivered right to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter, Madison Minutes. And if you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with the person you'd most trust to guide you with a paper map? Do people still know how to do that? Regardless, see you back here Monday morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, Stay safe and don't get lost.